Hello, welcome to the Department of Sound and also welcome to chapter three of our interview with CPP's running mate for the 2012 elections and also the Grand Tuahema of the Doma traditional area, Nana Akusuya Frempoma. We are sorry for the delay in bringing you this chapter. Let's go right into the interview. Enjoy. Um, you are a strong woman, you are a smart woman, you are a hardworking woman. And I want to ask, if a party or a government in power calls you to, to, to be a part, you know, to come and serve your nation, to come and serve Ghana, would you accept the invitation? Um, to be honest with you, I don't want to say the opportunity came some years back. My consent those days was because... You see what I've just analyzed to you now? Unless I'm in a position that I can really make an impact, I'm not ready for that. I'd rather have uh, a movement that can represent the people. There's something I didn't see, which is very significant. In 2010, I, I set up a school in... Um, after I did this 140,000 140, young people, I went back to their schools, and I, I realized the problems were even bigger than just their fees, helping them. So I set up, I, I, I feel like government must have a fund that supports people who can afford education. So I brought 80 children from Doma. We marched to the Shraj office with a letter. Gave it, even that one, to find someone to come and take it from us was a problem. So no, 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 no wonder it never even got anywhere. Gave the letter to the Shraj office and said, listen, this is a letter from the children of this country saying that basic education is too basic for Ghana. That the education in this country should not end on BEC level. This was long before 2012 when the uh, MPP came up with their free SHS. We had already gone there based on the needs of the people. It was not politics. It had nothing to do. It had to do with the father. A chunk part of the people that I was helping were people who want to get to school but who can't get because their parents can afford. For me, that was a crime to a nation. When the only way you build a nation is the brains, the human resources and the number one resource, not the natural resource. If the natural resource was the number one resource, Ghana would be the richest country because we have the gold, we have everything, yet we don't own it. We don't even own 10% of it because the human resource is, the, is higher than the natural resource. With the human resource, you will create. With your brain, you will create anything. You understand? And with your brain, you can own everything. But when you own something, you don't have the brain, somebody will take it from you. That's exactly what has happened. So I believe that for us, the best we can give our nation is not to dig the gold. No, no. It's to, it's to dig the gold in their minds. It's to help them expand the human mind. So... We went there. I said, we cannot, we cannot have a nation where the free education lives ends at basic level and expect the nation to grow. So you, you have to, if your parents can't afford to take you to SS, you are on your own. How possible? And if your parents, if you end, end up in SS and your parents can't take you to the university level, you're on your own, even if you wanted to. No, no country can develop because you never know the next Bill Gates. You don't know where the next uh, Einstein is coming from. They will come from the people that you least expect. And the people you least expect must all have opportunity to be able to expand their minds. And so that is why we focused on reading and children and all those things I was doing, all the clubs and things. So if you ask me, until I can get opportunity to be able to do the things I believe in. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. So it depends on the party. It depends on the, uh, the, the government in power. It's not every government that gives me an offer that I'll take, but I don't want to say things here. I won't because if, if, it's, if, if, I, if 
I can't contribute what I believe in. Then what's the point? I might as well just struggle through and do the things I'm doing in life. Because then I can at least make my own. But me, I believe in, my, in, 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 in the God within man. I believe strongly that all of us have it. I believe that we must live, try and live to the ideals within us. It is in striving to be the best that we bring God out. And in being the best means I bring the best out in you. So I must give you opportunity. When I give you opportunity, I'm giving myself an opportunity. And I, I find it so little-minded. I find it like a shame when I see people in opportunity. And I'm saying this from the depth of my being. When I see people who are supposed power and they can't use that power to help the people that they are serving. Even if you want to make money, why don't you make money and still help the people? You don't have to steal the people's money. <laughs> you understand? You don't have to take from the people. You can use this, this creativity. You can use that opportunity, that service, that position you have to create a wealth for yourself and still be able to help your people. But you don't have it here in the back in the camp because nobody is checking them. No system is checking them. Nobody's overseeing anything. There is no, there is no uh, evaluation. Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. You have a country where you have the mayor can go and demolish people's property. And they will bring the people, the, uh, the military or the police or whatever to demolish properties. And after they have done that, the, 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 the town and country planning heads and executives who, and who were there when the properties were built, nobody is fired. But the person who built the property is now in trouble. When we have a, a land tenant system, when we have a system that is so faulty and wrong in Ghana, so you can't blame, you blame the person who's trying to build a house for himself or herself. Uh, I mean, it's a shame, you understand? If we had fired even two people at the town and country planning, the person was supposed to have said, come and put that uh, stop work. It's a joke. The person who wrote the stop work, plus the person who sent the person to write the stop work, <laughs> and plus the person who hired the person who sent the person to write the stop work. If we had fired them, you see how the country will work. You have a country where somebody will say that there's a, 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 an exam leakage. So the children who wrote the exam, how stupid can we be? I am a student going to write an exam. Then somebody says, oh, this question can say, I won't, I won't learn it. Ah. You understand? It's, <laughs> how? Uh, is that the kind of children we want in the country? No, 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 no. I want the children who are so smart. I say, hey, hey, which other one is coming? I want that child. You understand what I'm saying? I want the person to say, hey, hey, hey. They said this one can. Which way by? Hey, which way by now? I want that smart child. The child should in there. And then when you find out that they all have answered the question, and then these children, they, they got a poor. Then you would, you would cancel those children's exam and yet keep the system from where the exam came, the, the leakage came from. And nobody at the exams canceled. The head to everybody is not fired. What kind of country is that one? And it's been going on years over year over year. That is a shame. So for me, if you ask me all these questions, that do I want to be, I don't, I, I'm honestly speaking, it's not every government I want to work for. It's as simple as that. It's not. And I'm saying it factual. I, I will not. I love CPP because I, I, I grew up with a father I know. My father was the national organizer on the program that Nkoma set up. I know his heart. I know his spirit. I know when he also worked for under, uh, uh, a champion. And I know that at the, a champion's time, his office had the largest budget those days. 
He had, they called them the GNRC. They were supposed to open farms everywhere. Every corner, there was a GNRC farm there. And each corner, he negotiated the land, the tractors, everything, because Champon was focused on farming. Okay, and not only was he focused on just like we should farm in our homes, he also focused, he was he believed in mechanized farm, like the way Nkuma did. So he he, he took my dad, he was working for Nkuma under that project to do this project. When the coup happened, they took him for vetting. Not one people said he put immediately, they said he had farms. He, had, they, he didn't have one yard, one yard, one yard, eh? One yard say, one yard is one. <laughs> of a farmland. It's not possible in Ghana today. It's not possible. It's not possible. You all know what people owe in this country for being in position. I'm saying that at least, and I'm saying, I, I was telling myself, but you could have had a farm. He said on principle he didn't want to have, because when he negotiates with the land, after he has negotiated with the, farm, the, the chief to help the youth get a land to farm, then he would say, Mami be. So when the charter comes, the charter will go to that farm and then go to his farm. More, everybody was working at that. Here. Most people of them, most of the directors in the regions all had farms, the charters working there. When you grow up in a home like that and you, you see people with such deep commitment, you can't but love that party. So for me, and then before I relax, I'm also doing things that is such along those lines. So that is why I went for, to CPP. That I would take, and with the position they gave me, I could make a contribution. I could, I could influence the, the thoughts and the direction of the party in terms of the leader who is there. Do you get my point? So I'm not ready for any ministerial post. I would take a position that I can debate issues. I'll take the position that I can represent the poor, the, the disadvantaged. I'll take a position that I think should be fair. I think there's a clear unfairness in this country. And I'll tell you what it is. You know that this country, I'll, I'll just give you one. As we sit here today, you see the two kids that you pass, will pass here. Two of them came to babysit for me. One came to babysit, one came to do housework for me. These boys, if you see his face, you look at his eyes. The boy is so smart, it's not even funny. The girl is such as, when I looked at the girl results, I couldn't believe it. Meanwhile, she's not in school. I can't help her. I can't make her do housework for me when she's such a smart girl. So I put her back to school. I don't have it too, but she has to go. So after she stayed here, I said, listen, go back to school. So she's in school. Both of them are in the same school, in a Duke, a Duke room, Sectech or something like that, not too far from here. They are there. They are paying 500 After the admission and thing, the fees itself is about 500 a term. And then it just dawned on me. That 500 a term includes boarding, feeding, and teaching. When they are here and I don't, I have to, I, we, are, we are not cooking. I said, go and buy food to eat or something. Even if I gave one of them five CDs, it's not going to be enough. 500 a term means that the feeding itself alone is about five CDs a day. Because five CDs a day is three times, means 90, eh? 90 times five is 4.5. The accommodation hasn't come in. The, the tuition hasn't come in. So what it simply means is that government has subsidized secondary school. Government has been subsidizing secondary school when my son was in infancy pain. I could have paid full tuition in infancy pain at that time because my son left from so clinic, which I was paying high fees to go to infancy pain, and I was paying nothing. Do you understand? 
what I'm saying is that this child, one of them, the, the mother is a farmer, the, the other, and the father is, has been, is doing some small, small work here and there. These children, their parents pay petrol, they take chocho, they buy, they pay the taxes because our tax system is such that it's based as source. They, that's why there's VAT, there's this, everything. The government is putting everything on our head. So they are paying the same thing. However, as long as you are underprivileged and you can't have access in this country to get into the second cycle institution, you are on your own. If this boy decides to do fita, that's the only options against hairdressing, uh, seamstress, any trade at all, at all, he is stuck in a system that he can't move forward because there's no provision that the government has made for him to move forward as an individual. And so we are looking at a system where if he comes in, every child in this country must be entitled to a certain amount of money, like the way they have in the US. By doing so, if you put money on the head of every child, what is going to happen is that that child who is sitting there has, let's say, a thousand Ghana on his head. So that cousin Ghana is what you have subsidized for the child in the second school. That child who is not going to change school must also have that money. So that I, sitting here in this East Legon area, can decide that I want to set up a, a vocational school or uh, a fitter, to, uh, I mean, what do you call it? Mechanic shop. Then the boy who left SS, JSS, who doesn't want to go to SS Street, now I would take and get the payment according to, I would, I would structure the fees based on the, the amount of money government is bringing. And because anybody can do it, the private sector will boom and private sector will take care of the gap that government is not bringing in. And that is what happens in the US. If you don't, if you finish high school to the high school, it's free. If you finish high school and you don't go straight into the university, it doesn't matter. There are so many programs that you still qualify for federal, federal uh, the, the Pell Grant and the federal loans and all those things because there is accreditation board that sees that these people are accredited based on a curriculum that they know would bring you to the level where you get, a, you get a, the, um, the necessary certificates or the necessary skills to be able to work. So when you have somebody who is a mechanic, everybody a mechanic has can write um, what do you call it, a way bill, can give you something because he, when he finished school, he went to a mechanic school that also learned, he had to learn basic things because that is the only way that school can qualify for the loan or the, 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 the grant that government is giving that child. So all, I used to run, uh, work with a school that was doing, what do you call that course? Receptionist, uh, uh, ticketing, air hostess, they set up a school for that. And that school was even sitting in some state that I was working for that school in my state. And anytime I saw a young boy sitting at the McDonald's or somewhere, I'll give you a pamphlet for admission. They wanted us to get as many people admitted. You know why? Because the more people that admitted, all they needed to do was fill a form. The, the work the person was doing showed that he can't afford. So government would then pay the school. So everybody has a fair chance. So the person is not stuck in the system where he has to just, he has nothing. So he spends three, four years of his youthful life in sleeping with mosquitoes in some fita shop because he can't move on. He didn't get the opportunity to go to a secondary school. No, how can we be so unfair? The national cake must be equitably distributed. We must consider every child 
in this country. A chunk part of the children are left behind because of the system that we have. So our system casts off our geniuses in the system because we have created a structure that casts off everybody except you can. That's why people are stealing because you don't want your child to be left behind. You must also still find a way of getting bribes and take the people taking the bribes. They are, they are really meeting a need because they must also be able to take care of their children. Because the structure is not considering that. So today, if something happens to him and he has a stroke or something, the child can't go to school. That, those are the things that shouldn't happen. Those are the things that shouldn't happen. We can't just focus on using the technology and not using the brain behind the technology. The systems that make the technology have, why have they continually developed the systems and everything that we base our lives on? It's because they have provided opportunity for everybody. And the people, and because they have abundant opportunity, the people's mind have expanded. And in the expansion, they have expanded with their products of everything else. The more you give, the more you become. And it's as simple as that. So if you ask me, I'm not interested in any government giving me position, at least not for now, unless I see the government, I say, oh, this government's direction here, where it is going, it's ready to listen to the people, it is headed towards helping the people, it is making Ghana work again. Then I'm, I'm ready to work for it without any position at all, just so that I can contribute to my quota. Um, we are going to switch this interview a, a little bit. Um, earlier on, you, you, we, we talked about, or you, you said, you know, Ghana has everything. Yeah, it's true. And we also we are also one of the most religious countries in the world. You know, yeah. Um, I want to ask you, are you religious? <laughs> I think if you go back and play what I said, you yes, you know that I just said not long ago. Yes, absolutely. I said I believe in the God within man. I believe that God created us in His image. I, I'm a Catholic. I grew up with a Catholic faith. I grew up with a Bible. I grew up catechism, all those things. You understand? Then as you grow up, you start asking the questions. You have the kind of mind I do. And in the past, I've been a Muslim before. I've been a Buddhist. I, tell me. And now I'm a traditionalist. I, I'm, I'm everything. And yet I've come to one conclusion. What is important is the God within man. It's the God that created us. It's the God created man. And after he has created, made him man, he breathed his breath into man. And man became a living creature. You understand? What that for me means that my breath that I'm breathing is God's breath. And that is the same for you. What it means is that we, we need to strive as human beings to be able to live to the ideals of God. God is a definition. Nobody has seen God. It's a definition. It is the definition of solution, the definition of goodness, definition of... There were means that some situation that I didn't like has become better for me. You understand? So when you talk, that's why I'm saying that we need to acquire the principles and the attributes of God for society to work. And those principles and attributes are very simple. There are attributes like success, the successful attributes, which are... Integrity. When I say something, I should try and do it with you. It's, it's about compassion, empathizing. It's about knowing that somebody is also somebody. It's about doing what has you it's, 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 it's care for people. It's care for people. You don't, you don't, you don't, we don't need much to make a country work. We just need to care about another person. You have to consider. See, that's why he said the, the greatest life is to know that is to love your neighbor as yourself. You understand? You must know that somebody is also bone, flesh, and blood like you. When you do that, that is the religion. 
And all religion in the world is based on that faith. You must believe in that strongly. You must know that we can be whatever you want to be. And you can also be whatever you want to be. And yet, if I have the power and the leadership, I must create Use what is ours to create the atmosphere, to create the platform, to create the situation where you can have the opportunity. Simple matter. And that is what the white people have done. There's no magic. There's nothing to it. It is about loving people, caring, and doing what you know is right, which is within all of us. Everybody knows what is right. Yeah, you said God puts life in man earlier on. That means you believe in the Bible, right? I'm a Christian. Yet, I respect the Muslim. That's, that's my point. See, I'm not one of those fanatics who believe that the Muslim is going to hell. No, 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 no. Or the Buddhist is wrong. Because I've been a Buddhist before. I've lived with a Buddhist before. They chanted. I was telling somebody even their chanting. But I didn't even know that. Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. It means that me and the universe are one. It is that method that they are taking to see the God within themselves. We Christians, Christ is their way. But we must respect everybody else. The only problem we have is that we have this disconnect in Africa, in Ghana, between our beliefs and what we do for with each other. That's disconnect. The deaconess and the deacons are the very people who take the most bribe and do the wrong things in our society. You understand? The people who are running the churches, who go there on Sunday and they are the best, they will sweep the church and they'll be humble in church. Yet that same person, you see him outside, go to his office and he won't even sign the paper for you because of the structure. So that's why I, mean, I don't blame people. All I'm saying is that the system must change for country to move forward. We must have more attributes. There must be more of God's hand stretched out there to pull each other for the society to work. But we don't, God's hand is short in Ghana. God's hand, we have, we have, we have disabled, I'm sorry to use the word disabled, but we have disabled God in this country. We have disabled God because we can't have, we, the, do you know here in Ghana, if you are not working, you are on your own, you'll be dying. In some countries, even if you are not employed, you still would get basic food to eat and a place to put your head. Only a few people you see on the streets, most of them, put their, they have a lot of problems. But at least the system has been structured with the idea that everybody is important and people fight for them. There are, there are even uh, uh, lawyers that will fight for you when you have a bad case. Yes, yeah, try it and see. Try it and see. So, okay, so I'm a lawyer, but you had the number for free. Whether you would even get someone to show up in court on that day for you without an excuse. So basically... I am not one of those people who like to hold on to the Bible. Because like I'm telling you, me, I'm not looking for favor. If I say, oh, yes, I believe in Christ. And Christ tells me, oh, oh, Christ, oh, no. Listen, I am a Christian. But I also don't believe that the Muslim is going to hell. I don't believe that the Buddhist is going to hell. I don't believe that. I believe that we are not even practicing the principles of Christianity. We are only, what Christ said we should do is not what we are doing. We are doing what we, we think we should be doing. So if you ask me, I don't have any relation by Christianity, yet I believe more of the God within my soul. That, that forces me to see the goodness in people. And that is why I do so many things for people. I've brought, I've brought people, if you, if, I don't know if you see this baby walking out here. That baby is somebody I found on the streets, baby. You understand? She's been here since six weeks. I've taken care of her. She's two years now. I'm not looking for a family who can really adopt her because I feel like um, she needs to have a home that has younger people. So if I find a family who has maybe boys and they want a girl, I'll let them take as long as they are nice people. 
yet I'm not doing because that baby is going to take care of me. I did it without thinking. I saw a baby dying and I must help the baby. The girl I brought to my home, I saw a girl who was not what was out of school selling food on the road at 10 years and I helped her. I've done that. I brought blind people to my house who today, last time I went to the village, the boy is there happily married with a daughter. They named the child after me. I'm so happy because she went, was going blind. I brought him to do a surgery at Iceland. I brought people who, who don't have arms. I've helped them amputate their arms. I brought people who are working on the street. I've taken people. So for me, I don't do it because I'm expecting that person would help me one day. I do it. Not even because I have a, I even brought to do it. I do it because I'm obsessed and I believe that God is the one that is going to reward me. So my faith in God is, 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 is deep. It's not on the, it's not just the one that you, you just profess with your mouth. It's the one that, that's what I'm talking about, the God within you. The God within all of us. Yeah, now in Ghana, there are so many churches. In some streets, you would count more than one church. Sometimes there are four, sometimes there are five on a single street. It looks like they are making so much money from this. I don't know whether to call it business. But do you think that churches should pay um, taxes? You see, the thing about churches, eh, sometimes we should even thank God. It's is one of those things like a chicken and an egg, which comes first, which we be thankful that... There's so many churches. I'm serious. And I'm saying it not to say that the church is a solution. But uh, the church is also filling a gap. There's no, in this country, there's no place for somebody who is mental. <laughs> Beginning to be mental. You know what I say? When somebody is so hungry, but there's no place the person can go to if they send him out of his home. Our social... That cooperativeness that we have those years in the village, when you come to places like Accra, you can't even find them. And the situation is so stressful. Ghana is so stressful that we are lucky we're not taking, I'm sorry to say this so, taking catalysis and chopping, us, chopping ourselves. And it can all be thanks to the uh, churches. They go there for counseling. Free counseling. They go there and they they get hope. They go there and life is about hope. And you believe that, oh, it's not, the situation is not hopeless. You can do something, but one day God can bless you. So that keeps you waiting. You will die in the process. It still keeps you waiting. When somebody dies, but we still have hope. You understand? Because we know we are going to meet one day. So you can't blame church. I don't want to because... The struggles we have in this country, if we didn't have this, so many churches, maybe we don't be sitting here. I'll also be in that, like most of the countries in the other part of West Africa. Should they be paying taxes? Yes, I don't see why they shouldn't pay taxes. They collect money more than in the tax system <laughs> in Ghana. And because people believe in churches and in God as if God is sitting in the church and solving the problems for them there, I think the government should find a way of working with the churches so they can pay taxes. We should. I don't think it should be free. I think the certain because people pay pesos, twenty pesos, all contribution to the church and the church. They are making money and they are enriching themselves. They are not using the money back. To, they are not putting it back into the community that they they have. So if you are, you have a lot of people who are not going to school and they go to church. Their mothers are going to the same church, but they, go to, they, don't, they don't go to school. And you find out, and meanwhile, the church doesn't have a provision for them. So that church, if they, con if they take collection, I think they should go, some of it should come back to, 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 the, to, to the community. Yes, they should pay taxes. Churches must pay taxes.
And I also agree, churches must pay taxes. That ends chapter three of our interview with Nana Akosia Frimpoma. She was CPP's running mate in the 2012 elections and also the Jantuahima of the Doma traditional area. Chapter four, which will be the last, will follow in a couple of days. Enjoy and thank you for listening to the Department of Sound.